Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's Friday. It's 1135 and that means Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM, FPM3 Marketing, and Vacuum Man, who sponsored this program, uh, is with us once again. Happy Friday, Adam. Hey, happy Friday, Bill. Great chatting with you. Well, you're in fine spirits, uh, and that's uh, that's great, uh, as you usually are, but I know it's also tax time. And you're a businessman. You've got a lot of very successful businesses, of course. And uh, I know that it's always, uh, excuse the bad pun, a taxing time for business owners to try to get everything together. I know it's you know, it's a while until you actually have to file, but I know you started the process and uh, <laughs> uh, you were, uh, well, shall we say, tangled up in red tape, maybe the best way to put it. Well, I wanted to share my experience, Bill, because, you know, I love technology. I think it's efficient. And we've seen that during COVID where a lot of government operations are trying to make it uh, less expensive on our taxpaying dollars for efficiencies. And um, many people don't know this, but small businesses, when they filed their taxes with the federal government, wouldn't normally advise the province to say, this company filed their taxes. This is the status of where they're at. Well, they've made some changes and many small businesses don't know this, Bill. And I had my first experience of when a province doesn't talk to the federal government. So I had, I followed my rules. I did what I was told. And it's an interesting story because uh, I took over Vacuum Man and I had to file the provincial registry uh, just to say who the director, the officers are of the company. No big deal. And it's more or less just confirming your address and who you are. Well, I did that. And sure enough, I have my friends in the federal government at the CRA call me and say, we, we'd we like to come in and do an audit. And, you know, and that's a standard thing during this time with a lot of happening, which isn't a big deal, except I called them and said, no problem. I just need to confirm it. And they said, I'm sorry, you're not the owner of the company. And when I said, I said, excuse me, um, <laughs> that's, I'm, that's I'm not a, to you. <laughs> that's news to me. And uh, the best was, can you tell me who is the owner? No, I'm sorry. You're not on the, you're not authorized on the company. So we can't tell you. So there is a void in my world, Bill. And I, and I got down to it. And what happened was sure enough, the, the provincial government, knew I was the owner of the company. And I guess they did their paperwork, but the federal government, for whatever reason, got an updated document and removed me. So I, it, it was, it, it's funny, but it's not. But I said, this is, uh, this is where technology and the systems no longer talk to each other. And, uh, and we managed to sort it out after I had the provincial government call the federal government and go, no, 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 he's the owner of a 40-year-old duck cleaning company. It's, it's, it's good. I mean, it was, uh, it was quite interesting. And apparently this is happening quite a bit. Many businesses are having this issue with when you do it electronically, you do it online. And I guess my moral of the story is provincially, any bit, all businesses, if you're incorporated, have to do this, but just be aware the CRA may claim you no longer own your company when you do it. And, and that's what I found surprising about this whole story, because you'd think in this day and age that the communication between levels of government would be better, uh, <laughs> but apparently it's not just, it's, it's non-existent in many cases. Well, and this is like I say, yeah, it was it was a glitch, is what I understood it as, and and again, it's a glitch that in this new transition. By the way, this only is starting this year, Bill. Um, just so again, this hasn't gone on in, in multiple years. This is the year starting and moving forward. Any incorporated company in the province, not federally, if you've registered in the province as an incorporation, you need to now go to the Ontario Business Registry and file an annual return. And again, it takes ten seconds. You just 
just, yes, I'm the director. Yes, I'm an officer. Yes, that's my address. There's nothing financial about it. But boy, I'll tell you, it has created paperwork, three-hour conversations from PEI to Manitoba and me going, please, can someone tell me who owns my company other than me? And uh, we finally figured it out. It was my wife, Bill, if anyone wanted to know the answer. It was my wife who was apparently the sole owner of the company. And Michelle says to me, please, please take it back. Fix this for me quickly, please. <laughs> so we've, we've got it sorted out. I am still, I can proudly say I am still the owner of Vacuum Man Furnace and Duck Cleaning. But again, technology, as easy as it is, as simple as it is, yeah, there's still some glitches in the system. Uh, and not so hostile takeover, I guess. But anyway, all's well that ends well. <laughs> I, I got to ask, are rotary phones coming back? <laughs> this was the best. I love this, Bill. This was one of my favorites. I mean, I have lots of things I love to talk about with tech, but this one is awesome. So uh, many people remember the rotary phones in the 80s and, and you know 70s and 80s. You only were able to dial someone by memorizing their their nine digit number, and you had to like you know roll it around and, and spin the wheel on the dial. And if you got it wrong, you had to hang up and do it again. Anyway, they have just come out with a rotary mobile phone. Now it's more of a joke than anything but it's nostalgic with retro uh, elements uh, for $240 US. It was developed out of New York and it works in Canada and the US. Um, and it is really a basic phone. First of all, you got to remember the numbers. And I don't think anybody remembers any phone number anymore. Um, there are some uh, uh, buttons on it that you can put your favorite numbers that you can actually press and it will frequently, you know, frequently called numbers. Um, but you would get the kit for $240. You would build it yourself. And then you get your SIM card, you put it in and you hold it to your ear. There's 10 lights on the side and that's your battery power. Uh, there is a, not a button to turn it on. It's a slider. So that way you feel the phone turning on. You actually hear the click. Uh, there's no touch screens. There's no fingerprints. It's literally spin the wheel and dial your family, dial your friends. Um, and it's, uh, it's actually kind of compact. It's only about the size of the wheel. Um, so I talk about technology all the time, but this was my favorite. Um, the only, again, downside to it, it works on 3G. And just two weeks ago, I just told you many, many networks are shutting off 3G. So uh, I, they're going to need to upgrade it if it becomes popular. All righty. Uh, Google. Uh, I heard this uh, last week. Uh, USB cords, and they, they can actually determine whether or not these are functioning properly. Oh, man, let me tell you, I can probably speak for everyone in their vehicle right now that has got their phone plugged in through a USB cable and are running the uh, uh, Android uh, uh, operating system in their car. And, you know, the, the battery looks like it's charging, but it, it doesn't seem to be charging very well or the battery's draining while you're plugged in. Well, I guess Google has recognized this is a common problem. And so now what they're doing is creating the ability that the cable will be, I guess, recognized and you will get a notice stating that your phone isn't charging because your USB cable came from the dollar store. Uh, ante up and get yourself a good cable. <laughs> so it more or less tells you the cable is bad. Um, and, you know, we always say it's not recommended to buy a cable for less than a dollar. Keep aware of what you're getting. Um, this is actually something that now notifies you and says, don't use this cable. It is not doing its job. Oh, and you've been preaching that for years. Uh, you know, yes. you, you look for a bargain. I guess we all try to find a bargain these days. Uh, but if it's not compatible with the phone, you're wasting even that buck that you're spending on the cord. 
Correct. Absolutely. You're wasting your money and you're doing damage to your phone bill. It's not just wasting your money and, and so forth. It's actually damaging to the phone itself. Well, we've talked about phones that have overheated and started fires, and, and I know that you've always indicated that that could be one of the reasons why that kind of thing occurs. So uh, don't <clears throat> cheap out when it comes to that. Uh, anybody who listens to Tech Talk on Fridays here uh, knows that Adam is uh, just crazy about robots. Uh, any story he can find about robots that uh, we have to include <laughs> in there. And MIT's been busy. They've developed something that I, I, I think you're going to be just crazy about here. Yeah, well, this one, it has two merits. Number one is it's it's a, you know, many, I was telling Michelle about this and she goes, is this really worthy of a discussion? I go, Michelle, it's a, it's a robot. I mean, come on, this is always worthy of a discussion. But um, MIT has developed a cheetah robot, a robot with four legs. So kind of like a dog, except that it's actually developed under the premise of a cheetah. Now, this mobile robot can actually run at a top speed of about eight miles an hour, um, which, you know, it's just over uh, what a human can actually run. Um, and why this is, you know, not a big deal from a degree of like, oh, okay, so robots are moving fast. That's great. It's, it's legs that are capable of moving. Not only that, it's got the ability to recognize the ground around it, meaning that it is able to, uh, uh, the terrain, the robots are able to now learn through artificial intelligence how to move at certain speeds to get to A to B. So if the robot realizes that it's walking on pavement, it will then increase its speed to its maximum capability. Um, just to add an even more element to this bill is the fact that it's learning how to go faster. The artificial intelligence is capable of actually increasing the speed of which it is moving at. So why this is important, and it's a milestone as, okay, great, a robot's learning how to, how to run, uh, a robot's learning how to you know, learn the terrain, if you will. Weather is, is why I share this, is that the, the robot's actually being able to determine whether the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the ground is, is wet, if it's muddy, uh, you know, and from a purpose of, you know, I guess robots in a war situation, uh, they would be able to accommodate that, but even more so robots being capable of flying through weather inclements, whether it's snow, rain, storms, the, the, the robots will be able to determine where and how to fly. Kind of like how a, a pilot in an airplane would say, oh, there's a storm up ahead. I'm going to need to divert accordingly. Um, this is something of which is very, very important is this the development of how the robots are learning like a human, when can I run fast? When should I walk? That, that, that's the big deal behind it. I, I want to carry on on the theme, if we could, uh, about weather and, and how these things perform in it. Uh, and, and as I mentioned earlier, if Adam likes robots, he loves drones. Uh, he, this is a licensed drone pilot, let's not forget, That's right. that we're dealing That's right. with here. And, and, and as you've talked about in the past, you know, lousy weather can impact the drones, certainly. I mean, if there's heavy rain, you got, you know, it's, it's, it's not going anywhere. Uh, but that's changing now. Well, drones have come in two forms. There's two announcements. Actually, I got three stories on drones, Bill. First of all, the DGI has a, has a drone that is able to fly in heavy rain. So why that's critical, of course, is that obviously weather inclements as you go up in a drone, uh, it impacts the battery. It impacts 
the 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 weight of the of the drone, particularly when we're seeing more drones that, that are going to be delivering packages. They're also able to fly in minus 20 degrees Celsius. Uh, again, as it goes higher, that means drones will be able to go to a higher degree as the temperature drops in the atmosphere, meaning drones will be able to go to a higher uh, elevation and be able to travel further. Um, the, the second part to that is another drone was developed that actually when you, you know, many people, there's actually videos on YouTube where drones are flying off of a, a cruise ship or they're on a, they're on their, their boat. And, and for whatever reason, they lose control or GPS signal and the drone lands in the water. Well, a drone has actually been developed to actually manage being aqua capable, meaning it could fall in the water and would then submerse under the water and be able to uh, become almost like a drone submarine and then be able to come out and fly once again. Now, that's great news for many people flying drones over water, I being no exception. Um, and my third story to a drone, Bill, is as a pilot, as I mentioned, I was doing some video footage of our vacuum man. I was getting the trucks ready and I was so excited. And um, for those that don't know, when you're flying a drone, you're using a satellite, you're using a GPS signal to, to monitor how to control the drone and being able to keep it level and elevated. Well, I'm downtown Hamilton, Bill. I have my license set. I have my schedule ready. And for whatever reason, I lost GPS control. My drone flew a kilometer in the air and started to take off across the city and I'm losing my cookies <laughs> as I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be on tech talk and I'm going to have transport Canada coming after me going, what are you doing? You didn't have a, you didn't follow your flight plan for this direction. Anyway, I managed to get it under control as I was yelling down the street um, in Hamilton, I'm on beach road and I'm running down the street, chasing my drone. Come on. And I'm saying pretty much some unpleasant words. I'll be honest. And this little girl <laughs> on a scooter comes up and says, your helicopter's running away from you. I said, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Anyway, I managed to get it down safely and sound, but, uh, I share that as, as more of a comical point. Drones just don't work perfectly, Bill. They do have, uh, dependencies when it comes to satellite GPS and managing their, their flight control. You mentioned you talk about drones and robots almost uh, every week. There's a story about these, a number of them, as you mentioned, about drones. But you also talk about how tech is in everyday lives, and, and including house cleaning. And it's, uh, I got a vacuum later on this afternoon. It's one of the things I do after the show. Uh, you know, the dog gets up on the couch because they don't like the vacuum. Uh, what's going on? I mean, you've talked about Roomba a lot, but yeah. there's more to uh, house cleaning electronically, uh, technically, than, than just the Roomba, isn't there? Yeah, the Roomba is getting way too much attention, Bill. And you know what? When we talk about it, everyone's giving it almost the household name of robotic vacuum. I want to bring up an option when you're looking online and you're considering where and what you may want to look at for, for options on the market, the DBOT N8 Pro Plus. Now, why I'm bringing up this one, and it's a horrible name to remember, and I'm sure anyone listening is going, the what? Um, the R2-D2, whatever it is, it's called the D-Bot N8. And why I'm telling you this is that it actually, home, it, it's a home cleaning robot, and it uses lasers. And what it does is it maps out your home and gives you a very clear, concise overview of how your home's laid out. But wait, there's more. The D-Bot N8 is capable not only to vacuum, it then will mop. It actually will mop your floor appropriately, then be able to empty itself 
clean itself appropriately and freshen the water when it's a little dirty should or if you have mud on on your foot and you're walking in your floor and the, you know a tile floor or whatever anyway this is i, I think a revolutionary phenomenal uh, uh item but it does all the same things where Roomba's got the vacuuming and they've got some upgrades where it backs in and cleans itself oh, oh wait a minute no 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 you want the mop action in addition to the vacuum action and it's now available mentioned a couple of minutes ago but not using uh, crappy uh, you know usb cords to try to charge your phone what's this memory foam wireless charger well you know for those i know a lot of people that just forked out $2,500 for their phone, right? If you're getting a phone and they're over $2,000, um, many I know that are, are, are investing, and I call that investing, Bill, um, they, you know, you plug in your charger and you drop it on your table. You throw it on the, the desk, you throw it on the kitchen, you throw it in the car. Well, there's a, <laughs> this is the light and tender appreciation for your phone. It gives a little tender love and care when it comes to charging your phone. So it's a memory foam, a memory foam bill, kind of like what we're talking about, a memory foam bed. Imagine this for your phone. You plug it in and you put it on this foam wireless charger and it just kind of contours to the shape and size of your phone. And I guess if you really, really love your phone, you don't want to have a scratch on it at all. This memory foam is the solution that you can charge and keep it nice and safe at the end of it. Uh, we're out of time. There's a lot more to talk about. You'll, you'll have to come back next Friday. Okay. How's that? for you? <laughs> I'll be there with bells and whistles in the name of my company again, Bill. You betcha. This is Tech Talk. Uh, Adam Oldfield, of course, from FPM, FPM3 Marketing, and Vacuuman, who sponsored this fine program. Have a great week, Adam. You too. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.